Ahoy! Hello! Just a basic run-of-the-mill greeting. Mm-hmm. The regular kind. Welcome to LMNOP, the podcast about the best show on television, Baby Elementary. Looney Tunes! Huh? Baby Looney Tunes? It's baby like, Looney It's like Looney Tunes, but they're all babies. They're all babies. They, they go to a little daycare together, and, uh, and the old lady that uh, is the owner of Tweety Bird is like the daycare lady in charge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they uh, get up to shenanigans all while in diapers. Do they talk still? They still talk, yeah. But in baby voice? I mean, just like younger voice. Like, hey, what's up, doc? Uh-huh. I, that, that, that sounds weird. Yeah, I guess they just wanted to put them all together. And so they were like, well, well what if they were babies? What if they were stuck together in a, in a school setting? Not like, what if they all became Hollywood stars and were on a movie together? But what, you know, what if we made them all babies? Yeah, well, a movie doesn't last forever. And being a baby does? I don't know, according to Bob's Burgers. Those kids have been seven for years. Literally none of them are seven, but I understand the point. I actually meant they've been the same age for seven years, but I said it wrong, so Mm. I just went with it. Okay. But here, we're not here to speak about Bob's baby loony bergs. Bob's baby loony bergs. We're here to talk about the actual best show on television, (laughs) Mm -hmm. CBS's Elementary. Man, CBS owes me some goddamn royalties. Yeah. <laughs> I I agree with you while I'm eating my favorite snack, Twizzlers. <laughs> Pull and peel. I'm your host, Val Flight Cub, a.k.a. Big and Milky. Welcome to the year of the cow, baby. Hey. <laughs> That's utterly ridiculous. <laughs> and I'm Alec, your other host, a.k.a. my Laura Croft food raider. <laughs> Oh, my Laura Croft. My Croft, but Laura Croft. Food Raider. Food Raider. Raider. Tomb Raider. Mm. I get it. Yeah. I was confused because I had just watched a doll repaint video of somebody making the Laura Croft doll. And I was like, how is this related to that? (laughs) I thought you said a doll repainting. That was a really boring... I just watched a really boring video. Yeah, right? No. Um... This week, we watched season two, episode one. Season two, baby! Woo, woo, woo! Last, last week was salt. This week's pepper. Season two. Oh, seasoning two. Two seasoning. Two, se- two season or not two season? Mm, that is the white person question. <laughs> and we always answer wrong. The question is season. I don't... Uh-huh. I don't let me in with them. Uh-huh. White people be like, white people be like. <laughs> Season two, episode one, called Step Nine. Like the program. Like from the program that has the steps in it. Twelve yes. steps. Twelve steps. And also I wanted to say, last week's episode title of um, the finale being called Heroine, Heroin, kind of a spoiler. Yeah. Kind, in- of, kind of a little double spoiler. Because... Joan is the saves the day. Yeah, Joan's the hero. 
She's the hero wine. She's the heroine. 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 I don't know how to say it so that it's, you know which way I'm saying it. it. It's all about context. That's that's it. It's heroin. She's the heroin. She's the heroin. Yeah. Wait, she's the drug? Well, this episode, ah. Sherlock is the heroin. Oh. He's someone's drug. Yeah. There is no drug use in this episode. Anyway, step nine. This is it's the episode. Let's just do, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's step nine to it. <laughs> let's step nine it. Instead of to wit. Oh, uh, yes. It doesn't have to be a good joke every time. They rarely are. Mm-hmm. So we start off the episode in London. London. And it's the... <laughs> well, you have to say it like London, or otherwise we won't know which one you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the the drug? <laughs> um, it's like how people are like, oh, yeah, I love this Satan. 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 Food. It's a soy-based meat. Is fake meat. Oh, I was like, are you saying satin? <laughs> no, yeah, it's just it's just pronounced Satan. Mm. Satan. See, I like cake, and I'm just like, I love devil food. You don't care. I don't care. I love that sinful stuff. <laughs> Gluttony. So we start at a funeral in London for Warren Pendry, mm. and the, pr- the priest is saying. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust, the Lord may bless and keep me. And this guy interjects, and he's like, if the Lord had any sense, he'd send Warren Pendry to a nice warm place. He'd be in Aruba instead of dead. Uh, no, not Aruba. He meant H-E-double hockey sticks. Oh, yeah, he was me. He was being blasphemous. Remember, remember when in Seoul, he was like, am I in H-E-double hockey sticks? And then all the baby souls were like, hell, 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 hell. <laughs> I do remember that. That was a funny moment. Good times. And they all run away. And as one of them's running past them, they go, hell. <laughs> now, this person who's like, who's interrupting the funeral, kind of drunkishly. His name is Gareth Lestrade. Gareth Lestrade! Boo, 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 boo! Boo, boo, boo! All our hardcore Sherlock Holmes fans. I, I almost called you Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> and I wanted to, but it was too late. <laughs> Holmesies. Holmesies. All, all our, all our long-time Sherlockians will recognize Lestrade. Lestrade! As the OG Captain Gregson. He's the OG Bell, but sure. Oh. He's the inspector that Sherlock interfaced with at Scotland Yard. But Gregson is supposed to be the American Lestrade, right? I don't know how police dynamics work. Yeah, I don't think it's important. I think it was better to have two of them than just one. But I don't know if the original Sherlock had a boss he had to report to at all. Yeah, I don't know. So Lestrade is interrupting this funeral. He's being very disrespectful because... He does not like the guy who died. And he's got a grenade to wave around at everybody, so everyone has to listen to him. Wait, what, what a wonderful way to ruin a, a funeral. Don't just show up uh, drunk and yelling. Bring weaponry. When, bring a, a area-based weapon that would just blow up everyone, <laughs> including yourself. So what uh, Lestrade says is that the guy in the ground, Warren Pendry... His son is Lawrence Pendry, because we have to have a name that's distinct enough. Um, 
But Lawrence Pendry, the younger one, killed his wife. and Allegedly. The... Yes, this is what he's alleging. Um, the younger one killed his wife and the dad covered it up and ruined Lestrade's career to cover it up, basically. Yeah, because the dad's also a, was a media mogul. He's like a Rupert Murdoch type. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now he's a corpse. Which, you know, hopefully follows suit. Well, is Rupert Murdoch dead? Might be. No. Is he the is he the one that was dead and then like six months later, Trump was like, I'm going to talk to my good friend. I don't know. Who died six months ago. I truly do not know. Mm-hmm. So that's the London situation. So now we, uh, we go to New York City. Mm. So Sherlock is sitting at a park. Uh, in front of a fountain, and, and Joan joins him and says, Why did you text me in pursuit of pigeons? Need you, Washington Square Park ASAP. And he was like, Well, because all of that is fact. Yeah, I found Wait, what is confusing about that? I was looking for pigeons and I found them, and here they are, and you, you joined me now. So they're, you know, they're at the end of another case where Sherlock is like, we were trying to figure out how these pirates were communicating to Jeremy Thompson. And I figured it out that it was carrier pigeons. <laughs> and Joan's like, I don't need the exposition. I've been working on the case too. Yeah. And he's like, well, sometimes it's good to say it again. <laughs> sometimes other people are listening. Yeah. And then he says, I, I tracked it here. So now we just have to wait for whoever comes here to pick up the pigeon and look at the message. Jonah's like, you tracked a pigeon? Now, now, how do you think he did it? Was it was it like by foot or did he hop in a cab and he was like, follow that pigeon? Oh, it was definitely by foot. It has to be because you get to like... As the crow flies. Yeah, you get to hop over, uh, you know, alleyway fences and... Maybe he had binoculars so he could stand and just like watch where it flew until it flew down into the park. And then he had to... Maybe. I don't know. He's just He just does that. And then a guy appears and, and reads the note on the pigeon. And Sherlock and Joan are like, Waha! Pigeon man! And they chase after him. They don't yell at him because that would be giving away their position. But. <laughs> and they give chase throughout the park. And it looks like Sherlock loses him. But then Joan comes out of nowhere and whack, 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 whack. Hits him with a single stick. A single stick. Three times. Mm-hmm. Just but one and stick. down he goes. And Sherlock's like, good job, you've been practicing. Yeah, now she'll be able to take on those headless goons of Moriarty. Mm-hmm. So then Sherlock gets a call, and I like the way this happens. He's like, Sherlock Holmes? Mm-hmm, yes. I'm. Yeah, I'm fine. How are you? Or, like, <laughs> I'm fine. What is this about? <laughs> like, he's, like, rolling his eyes, like... I don't care about this part. <laughs> you do not have to do the pleasantries with me. It, it, it is like every time someone calls into a radio station and they want to do like that. Hey, how you doing? Oh, I love the show. I listen every day. And the, the host's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. What are you calling about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just totally unnecessary. So Sherlock, you know, has this like blah, 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 whatever on the phone. And he turns back around and he says to Joan, do you have a working passport? Or do you have a current passport? And Joan's like, yeah. No, my passport's on unemployment. Ha 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 ha. she says, yeah, why? And he says, because we're going to London, baby. Oh, an American Londoner in London. Mm. Wonder if he's also a werewolf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now we get our intro and we're back to the long intro with the... 
marble rolling and cutting the thing and going around the spiral and mouse trap mouse trap dip 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 it's the only part of the intro i actually remember is the mouse trap coming down and (laughs) at the end the little cage on the guy yes yes well it's a whole long intro so you know if you were missing it at the end of season one it's back for season two so they're back at the brownstone and they're like packing stuff and um they're talking about lestrade because that was what the call was about because apparently lestrade is now on the lamb he's who knows where and they're like you used to work with him you're a really good detective maybe you'll be able to find him so sherlock is um catching joan up on what what their relationship was like and he calls lestrade utterly adequate as a detective perfectly mediocre he was mad decent (laughs) my friend from college used to say and he says you know i worked with him we were not friends and you know because when i worked with him i was less warm he's like i'm not i wasn't the bubbly little guy that you see in front of you today (laughs) (laughs) the the social butterfly and total charmer joan is like less warm Uh uh-huh okay okay and so when Sherlock was working with him, he got all of the praise and all of, you know, the credit for all the great clears that Sherlock did, and it kind of went to his head, apparently. He got addicted to the spotlight, and so... Is that why Sherlock now works with, like, the whole police department and isn't, like, attached to one quote-unquote inspector yeah he's like he works with major crimes yeah yeah that would make sense so joan is like this all sounds personal it sounds like your relationship to this guy is like kind of a personal thing um should i not come and sherlock's like well if you don't then they might see me next to a kid or a very large person or a very large kid (laughs) which is just just say you like her and you want to hang out with your friend in London and show her your old place and stuff. Yeah, Sherlock, why can't you just be like, Joan, you're my friend and I want to take you on a little trip. I think it would be fun, Joan. Yeah, next we're going to go to Prague. Don't worry about it being a private matter. You're my best friend now. You're my partner and best friend and we live together and I want to show you everything. We travel the world together in a hot air balloon. Solving mysteries as we go along. You got? Are you free for the next eighty days? <laughs> and she asks if it's going to be if he'll be okay, and he says, "I'm a different man now, Watson, and London is a different city." It always is. It always is. It's, it's ever changing. The city. The ri- London's like a river. You never step in the same London twice. London's like the Hogwarts staircases, just constantly changing. Just it's confusing very confusing. And, and old as shit. That's why it takes so long to become a taxi driver. And covered in British children. What? Like the Hogwarts staircases, it's old. Sorry, I was trying to figure out why the British taxi men were covered in tiny children. Oh, yeah. Well, it's because so many mouths to feed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I like the the little travel montage we get here. It's... As a person who's been to England, um, this feels very much like like traveling to England because there's like this like 30 second like rock music, blood, the London Eye, black calves, the blah, 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 blah. and then the rest of the episode is like 
basically exactly the same except everyone has british accents Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they say like some things that are different but while you're traveling you're like oh fuck yeah man i'm going somewhere completely new and different i'm going to a different place where the people are still people Mm -hmm. and the buildings are buildings yeah just some of them are older than our country (laughs) that's an old brick Mm mm-hmm so when they get off the plane they're landing at the they're at the police station and joan says to sherlock you know i think this episode should be called step nine (laughs) and sherlock is like step nine you think i should be making amends to people making reparations to the people i've wronged and then dci hopkins who called sherlock about the case appears and he says good god man you look exactly the same Something like that. And Sherlock says, so do you, except you've gained uh, one and a quarter pounds, which is what, 25 he doesn't pounds? I didn't mean pounds. He said, what, stone? Stone. Yeah. I was I was doing the conversion in my head early. Mm-hmm. So one and a quarter stone, uh-huh. which would be, is it 25 pounds? Is a stone 20 pounds? No, a stone is like 11 pounds. 14. I'm thinking of a score, which is 20 years. I'm thinking of a biscuit. That'd be pretty good right now. <laughs> yeah, no, he says you've you've gained one... Your hairline is half a centimeter further back, and you've gained one and a quarter stone. And Hopkins says, mm, You're slipping, and I've actually gained one and a half stone. And Sherlock says, I'm not slipping, I just got more courteous. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, but after complaining about fat people on planes... So, is he? Yeah, no. I mean, he hasn't, you know, he has his issues. He has his internal biases, Hmm. you know. He's not a perfect, are we saying he's a perfect man? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But only physically. (laughs) So, um, they say stone because they're in England. And then we cut to the inside of the police station where Hopkins is updating them on the Pendry case. And he says, Lawrence Pendry dialed 999, looks directly at the camera. They say 999 instead of 911 in England. Because... Because a, a bippy bop did a mippy moop. <laughs> placed his... Put his finger right on the, the pulley do. <laughs> because Lestrade's accusation is that Lawrence Pendry killed his wife. But um, a neighbor heard the shot at a certain time. He called the police two minutes later and they got there five minutes later. And all all told, between the shot being fired and the police getting there was eight minutes. And so (laughs) there's no gun on the scene. So they, they were inclined to believe the story of, oh, an intruder came in and shot my wife and then left. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he says a slightly more realistic version of that, but... Sorry, I'm still just laughing about the fact that you provided two numbers that were supposed to add up to eight, and they didn't. I didn't! <laughs> I... I didn't. No, I didn't. Well, I meant to. <laughs> so... I meant, like, you know, the shot rang out, and then... A certain amount of time passed, and then two more minutes passed. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Anyway, so they didn't find any gun. 
anywhere. So it must have been a guy ran in and, you know, got into a fight and the gun discharged, killed his wife, and then he ran out. Taking the gun with him. Taking the gun with him. So they get their little update and they're like, okay, time to find Lestrade now. And they're in the hallway when Lawrence Pendry comes in and he's like, Hopkins, I'm here for my update on the case. I've got a Lestrade threatening to kill me. I think I should be allowed to get updates whenever I like. And Hopkins is like, oh, you're uh, Sherlock. This is Lawrence Pendry. Sherlock and his associate, Miss Watson, are going to be looking for Lestrade. And Hopkins is like, oh, I recognize you. You're his clutch. Spend enough time reading about the cases I know what's what. Lawrence says that. Right, 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 right. What did I say? Hopkins. Hopkins doesn't say that. No. Lawrence says no, that. No, yeah. He knows all about Sherlock because they've been talking uh-huh. to each other. Yeah. He's like, I oh, Also, just to clear something up, Lestrade never actually threatened to kill Lawrence. The grenade was a fuguzi, as they say. Nobody says that. It was a fake. You're the only one who says it like that. It's a fugazi. Fugazi. Oh? Never heard of him. (laughs) Yes. Hopkins is like, Lestrade threatened the funeral with this. And Sherlock looks at it and he's like, oh, a fake bomb. A fake grenade. And he's like, yes, still enough to cause quite a stir, though. Yeah, well, apparently you can get... If you, like, rob a store with a fake gun, you can still get charged with robbing a store with a real gun because... Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's the impression that you're giving people. It's the impression that I get. (laughs) We played that song in pep band when I was in high school. Oh. So, yeah, I'm kind of an expert on that song. Anyway, so... um, Henry is uh, looks at Sherlock and he's like, mm, "Yes, I remember you are." And he's doing this thing that like uh, unpleasant British people do, where he's like smiling in the middle of his mouth, and then the and the sides of his mouth are frowning. <laughs> he just looks so unpleasant, and like you can just see his two front teeth the whole time because he has that like kind of triangular opening mouth. His only two teeth. Yes. Well, you know the British aristocracy. They're always getting their teeth pulled for fun. <laughs> so he's only got two teeth because he's middle class. Did you know that in England, middle class means rich? What? Because upper class is like royalty, and then middle class is like rich non-royalty, and then like oh. lower class is like everybody else. Yeah. And then there's the shitholes. Shitholes? Mm-hmm. Is that the... It's the lowest of the low. The sewer people? The sewer, yeah. I know about that. I hate them and their claw hands. Oh, don't be discriminatory against sewer people. Just because they grab your poop. (laughs) And they steal it from you. No, if you have a claw hand, that's okay. No, their claw hands would be fine, except they're on their feet. Claw feet hands. Oh, so it's okay for a tub to have claw foot tub but not a person (laughs) yes people shouldn't have tubs (laughs) I'm so lost (laughs) so they've left the police station now which in England is called a police office (laughs) and Sherlock is like alright Joan it's time for us to go to 221B 
Baker Street. The oh! I- the iconic location. Now, this building, this this was my original Sanctum Sanctorum. This this is gonna have things in it that may confuse or even upset you. It's like it's like you're gonna be walking into my very own twisted mind. I was ready to be aroused and scared. <laughs> and then you go up. T- they go up to the apartment, and it's like a hotel room in there. Like a like a modern Minimal. minimalistic. Yeah, I read great, your notes. Great minds. <laughs> oh yeah, you read my notes. Little layout of like a nice little living space. Yeah, there's like two couches. There are credenzas. no test tubes. Mm-mm. No th- th- masks hanging from the wall. Mm-hmm. And he, one of the things that he um, names as well while he's describing his womb of creativity is um, something that might be upsetting or confusing was texts in dead languages. Like, Joan was going to see a piece of paper with Latin written on it and be like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Laura Mipsum? Get that out of here. What he forgot to mention was that the parchment was actually human skin. That's what dead means. Mm-hmm. So as soon as Sherlock sees this, he's like, this is a, a betrayal. And Joan is like, well, you told me that the place was being kept up by a man named Geezer Bob. So maybe that was where you went wrong. And Sherlock is like, what? I shouldn't have trusted old Greg. (laughs) I'm old Greg. I got a meticulous eye for details. You know that quote. Anyway, um, so Sherlock runs upstairs to try and figure out what the hell is going on. And um, then a person walks in the door. A man. And sees Joan. A man person. A man person. And sees Joan, and he's like, what are you doing in my apartment? And she's like, are you Geezer Bob? And he's like, no, and I'd like an explanation now. Before I call 999. Before I call 999 on your arse. 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 And he's got a recyc- He's got a reusable shopping bag with his groceries in it. Because he's, a, you know, he's a responsible man. Mm. Anyway, so Sherlock bounds down the stairs and he's like Watson your rest has got to wait we've got to get a contract with Mycroft and like stops at the bottom of the stairs and sees Mycroft he says he actually says um, we've got to find my god and then Mycroft is like Mycroft it hasn't been that long has it oh Oh, wordplay so um, apparently Mycroft used to be chubbier than he is now and this was something that he was insecure about. So Sherlock calls him fatty. Hmm. Which is just, again, just hitting it out of the park. Sherlock being a great dude. Perfect man. Normal guy. <laughs> yeah. And in he says, you know, fatty, this is Watson. Watson, this is fatty. And Mycroft extends his hand to Joan. And it just really, he looks like somebody was doing a side profile drawing of a hand, but they wanted to draw all the fingers fully. <laughs> I don't know, his fingers are just, like, weirdly fanned out. It's not important, but I noticed it. I noticed it, too. It was was weird. Yeah. It did not look like he was extending his hand for a handshake. He's just like, here's my hand. Do whatever you want to do with it. (laughs) If you want to take it, you want to kiss it, you want to shake it. Your move, Watson. (laughs) Exactly. So Sherlock immediately becomes 14. 
It's, oh no, he's he's twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Mycroft is fourteen, and Sherlock is twelve. Yes, yeah, and uh, yeah, he's like, I can't believe Father would give Mycroft the building. He knows how much it means to me. And Joan is like, it's his building. He can. Why? Why? Why does everyone in London sound to you a bit like Stewie Griffin? Because you watch Family Guy. <laughs> I'm not going to take on your character flaws <laughs> as an indication of my ability to do accents. But they're all the same. Even Sherlock, who has never been this person, has turned into evil British ear. Because he doesn't like his brother, so <laughs> he's getting bratty. He's being a baby. Like Stuart Griffin is a baby. <laughs> I refuse to acknowledge Stuart Griffin's influence on my accent. <laughs> There's no way. So anyway, she's like, why do you hate him so much? And Sherlock is like, he's an embarrassment. He's so lazy. When he got his inheritance, the first thing he did was cash out his trust fund and open up a bunch of restaurants. And Jonah's like, so he's a restaurateur. That's a thing. And now he owns McDonald's. <laughs> and he's like, he's an embarrassment. He's an indolent man-child who if I had my brothers, I, you would never have known he existed. Because Joan has never heard of Mycroft before no. today. So Mycroft returns to the room with tea and um, Sherlock's like, where are my things? Mycroft is like, well, I put them in a cha- in charity shops because I don't care about you. <gasps> so. Sorry. Not sorry. Would more, you- more like bad will. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, could you explain uh, what... What happened the last time Sherlock and Mycroft had seen each other? Well, they met face to face. Well, kind of. Sherlock's face was uh, busy um, in between a right and a left uh, thigh. Um, Those thighs belonging to a woman who is currently um, engaged to Mycroft. Engaged to be married? Yes. But Sherlock was having... But Sherlock was having face intercourse with her. Sexual relations. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mycroft goes to tell Sherlock this, and Sherlock's like, this again? Really? You're still on about this old news? Come on. Sherlock was like, I have, I had demised... Devised? Surmised? I had <laughs> despised. I'd figured out that she was more interested in the family fortune than in you. Mm-hmm. And to prove it, I had to sleep with her. I had to prove it seven different times. Yeah, just to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, I did you a favor. And Mycroft's like, seven times. One time in the pod of, uh, in, in a pod in the London Eye. Sherlock's just like, I was a different man. Okay. Well, that's just fun. Yeah, I don't know about that one. What if there's a drone taking a shot for an opening sequence of a show or something? You're, you're, you're going to be famous. Your butt will be on the, you know. My butt belongs on the big screen. Again. <laughs> Mycroft says, look, you're my brother and I hate you. But you are my brother, so you can stay in the guest rooms if you want. And Joan like looks at Sherlock and she's like, we have been awake for 20 hours. Accept his proposal, or I'll stab you in the fucking butt. 
<laughs> Sherlock is like, 20 hours is nothing, Joan. <laughs> we have another 20 before we need sleep. <laughs> but they do accept. It's very nice of Mycroft. Um, this is also where I took a note that Joan is wearing. Just Joan's outfits are so bad until they're amazing. But they continue to be really just like flowy, loose garments. Like she wears a lot of those like open sweaters that are like really long and like don't have a closure, even if you wanted to close them. Um, and she's wearing a long like tunic length shirt with a skirt underneath it that's not tucked in. And just, it's just very 2000s and I didn't like it. And I thought I would just point out here that that's what she's wearing so that you're, so that, so you know, so that once she starts wearing suits and shit, you're like, fuck yeah, like I was. I'm wearing an orange sweater. So then Sherlock leaves because he knows, he has an idea of where Lestrade is. Let me see if I remember this correctly. When Sherlock was back in London, he had five, like, stash boxes, like, like ready to go. Has, like, money, a passport, a McChicken. Um, and it's two McChickens, by the way. Well, obviously. You're doing great. Yeah, so I mean, it's two for three. Why would you just get the one? You can't let McDonald's win. Anyway, uh, and, and he had checked four of his little stash places, and the money was gone. And he checks on the fifth, but he knows that it's, like, in a park or something. That a has library. A, a guard, a library. Um, and across from that library, across the street, um, or uh, across the uh, cobbleway, as, as they say, um, is a pub. And what better place to wait for a guard shift than a pub? And so Sherlock goes in there, and guess who's inside? Lestrade. Lestrade. Oh, and he does all of this because uh, Sherlock looked up Lestrade's finances, and and he didn't take out any money. Yes. So he's got to be getting money somewhere if he's on the lamb, being a bad boy. <laughs> so Sherlock goes up to Lestrade and he's like okay so I did this out of courtesy to you um, are you going to come with me to the police station or am I going to have to call them here and Lestrade's like okay let's go and they leave and Lestrade's like time to hop the fence into the library because they had been talking about you know their professional relationship and Lestrade was like you were always the one who had the ideas. I never got to chase my theories or anything. You know, how many stupid theories did you have that you chased down and it turned out they were nothing? You know, let me just have this one, this one murder accusation. <laughs> let me just do this one thing where I threatened to blow up a funeral of people. What is one? Yeah. And he says, how about instead of turning me in, you work with me? One last time. It's a pretty convincing argument. <laughs> so now, back at um, Mycroft's place, Joan wakes up or something. She Maybe she took a nap, and now it's... No, it's the next morning now. It's the next morning. A long, late nap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the one you took yesterday that ended at 10 a.m. this morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and Joan and Mycroft are talking, and... and Mycroft is like, oh, you know, he must be teaching you a lot for you to be, like, putting up with him. And Joan's like, well, I don't, I'm not putting up with him. I get along with him. Kind of. 
We're like, we're friends. He's my friend. Mycroft is like... Sherlock doesn't have friends. <laughs> and Joan says, if you had asked me yesterday, I would tell you he didn't have a brother. Good fucking point, Joan. Bing! Point Joan. And you know what? Seven seasons later, I still have no idea that he has a little sister named Enola. <laughs> I had to see a movie to learn that? <laughs> so J- Joan is like, you know, he's a different guy now. He's, be- you know, he's better. And Mycroft is like... People always say that about addicts, but he's addicted to being himself. Which, okay, I don't know. I mean, you can't not you can't not be yourself, or you'll die. <laughs> it's a weird it's a weird accusation. But yeah, it, it it's not the best of writing. It's also like you're his brother. Of course, you're gonna have a relationship that's you know longer term, more you know like. Here he is. He's still my brother. He treats me like a brother after all this time. It's like, He's yeah. He's a brother. Yeah. So anyway, um, Joan gets a text from Sherlock saying, meet me at this address, such and such address, ABC 123 London Street. Oh. Because <laughs> we're in London. Mm-hmm. Or no, wait. It would be 123 ABC London Street. ABC. <laughs> and it's an abandoned theater for some reason. She's like, why are we here? Sherlock says it's because it's a good place for a man on the run to hide. Hmm. Surprise. He and Lestrade are hanging out. And he's like, yeah, we're taking the Pendry case because it's very interesting. Because there's milk involved. I, I, I love milk. Like I'm, I'm in already. Oh, I get it. You know, uh, uh, Lawrence drank a lot of milk. He became super strong, and then no, he no. Nope. I, I don't. I don't know. No, it's not that. What's going on? So the thing that has got Sherlock about the case is that there's this picture from their fridge of the Pendry's fridge. That was taken, you know, the night of the invasion. Mm-hmm. And there's a bottle of milk in there. And he's like, but he's lactose intolerant and his wife was a vegan. So why would they have milk? Oh, so that's why he's having a cow over the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> he finds this evidence very moving. <laughs> very good pun. <laughs> And so when I was watching this, I was like, there are other milks. Like, there's vegan, vegetarian alternatives and stuff. Oat milk. Uh-huh. But the thing about this milk is that it's, like, white and thick mm-hmm. and milky. And it, it's, like, in a milk jug. A little milk bottle, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, almond milk is, like, water, basically. Mm. And... Soy, well, soy milk kind of looks like milk, but it's like kind of like off whitish. So Joan mentions to Sherlock that Mycroft has invited her to dinner. And Sherlock's like, oh, I get it. He wants to have sex with you. I get it. He wants the Watson applesauce. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and Joan was like, no, he doesn't. And he's like, hmm. I get it. This is an ex- this is because of what I, you know, the situation, the little misadventure with the fiance and Joan's like misadventure is not the right word for that but also no it's not 
And he's basically like, you know, Mycroft, you know, you can't sleep with me because we're partners and we're, we're, we live together. He's such a child. <laughs> it's like, you only want to sleep with my brother because you want to sleep with me. Right. He's like, you're curious about it, Joan. I am very good at it. So I see what you mean, but he's bargain bin homes. You know, <laughs> I'm the real deal, but you can't sleep with me because I'm me. He's, he's the knockoff brand. Now, the question is, does that mean he's thought about it? Yes. But he's decided. Mm, it's not important. Yeah. I mean, come on. Lucy Lou walks up to your house. You don't immediately think. Also, he just had sex. I think. The first time they met. I think that's a help, uh, a help to, to him, though, because he's just finished. So he's good. So he's met her in that headspace, you know? Hmm. That's a good point. You know? It's funny, though, he goes immediately to a crime scene instead of where I would go, which is to bed. <laughs> to sleep. Anyway, enough about the pilot. He also, Sherlock also notices that there are these, like, masks on the wall um, and of Pendry's apartment, and one of them is, like, a couple inches lower than the rest of them. But in this other photo that was taken right before the murder, basically, they're all perfectly in line. So what the heck? Why is that one mask off center? Yeah. Why did the burglar move the mask Uh when he killed the dude's wife? In the struggle. It's weird. Yeah. So he's like, we got to get in there and look at that. We got to investigate it. Um, Maybe he'll let us in if we said... We're selling Girl Scout cookies. Mm. Or um, we, we're offering free carpeting. How big is your room? We got to measure it. Absolutely free. Buy nothing, get it all free. Get it all free. You ever thought about hardwood floors? It's it's kind of reverse carpeting, but we do that too. <laughs> it's the opposite of carpeting. Yeah. <laughs> we also offer reverse carpeting, which is carpet, but upside down. It's n- not as comfortable. It's, it sucks. <laughs> I don't know why people keep buying it. Yeah. Or um, like, oh, did you order a pizza? No. Well, this is for you anyway. Mm, extra sausage. <laughs> I don't know that that would work super well. If Sherlock just went, you're right. He should bring an actual trombone. And they they would need to bring a pizza also. Hmm. Seems complicated. Yeah. It's probably an easier way. Like? They can tell Pendry. Oh, we we almost caught him. We almost got Lestrade by this much. Put, hold their fingers really close together. Say, this close. <laughs> but we missed him. And we found his suicide note that he was writing. He said he was going to kill you. Ah! So you better let us in so we can hand it to you and, you know, sit in your office and stuff. Plus, Joan is like the world's best security expert, so you should let her have a, a look around your house. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, they have Lestrade write a little fake suicide note, being like, I die knowing I am vindicated, blah, blah, blah. And he's about to be like, okay, well, thank you for letting us letting me know. Um, bye. When Sherlock is like, you know, Joan actually came to my attention as America's foremost home security expert. Maybe she can have a look around and give you some tips. I love this because this is like the evolution of the like, she's my bodyguard. She's my, you know, 
Mm -hmm. whatever he's just like she's a martial artist Mm -hmm. she's a blah and and joan is like yep that's me yes i am and they walk around and bender's like well there's motion detectors on either side of this hallway and it's water shatterproof glass and blah 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 and joan is like hmm mm mm-hmm i concur Seems secure. <laughs> yeah, it looks good to me, and I'm an expert. I'm an expert. And then they get to the room where the masks are, and Jonah's like, tell me more about this area outside of the floodlight situation in your yard. Let's walk over here and talk about this. And Sherlock takes the mask off, and off the wall, and the, the nail that it's hanging on, like, falls out. And he looks at it, and uh, Pendry looks over, and he's like, what are you doing? And Sherlock's like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. And he puts the nail back in the hole and he puts the mask back on and just, he goes, I love folk art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he does like this weird little like uh, cheese grommet kind of hand gesture. It's like a combination between cheese grommet and like Ariana Grande, like holding her big sweatshirt sleeves. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. And as they're leaving, Joan is like, you had to say I was the number one security expert. Not like number eight top five right like she's really good at home security no she's the number one most googleable security expert (laughs) but sherlock is happy with their progress because he has figured out why they didn't find a gun but there wasn't a gun behind the mask no what i'm confused they didn't find a gun because there wasn't a gun to find what Mm mm-hmm pendry just spat a bullet really, really fast. At <laughs> no, so they go back to the theater where Lestrade is, and um, and they ex- and he explains their the theory. And I think Joan he explains it to Joan. So Joan is also in on the explaining to Lestrade what happened situation. So what had happened was Pendry made got a three D printer. And printed a plastic gun. What? And Lestrade is like, oh, a plastic gun. Oh, yeah, we saw that and we thought it wasn't, we thought it was a toy, so we didn't collect it. What do you think we're stupid? And Sherlock's like, no, because it wasn't there anymore. Also, the, the, the nail is a, a hint because these 3D printed guns just require one piece of metal, which is the firing pin that he must have used the nail to be the firing pin. And the reason they didn't find a gun is because that bottle of milk is not a bottle of milk. What is it? It's a bottle of acetone with a plastic gun melted inside mm, of it. A bottle of gun, you say? Mm, yum, 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 yum. America's number two favorite drink. <laughs> After Ovaltine. Should have uh, condensed it down to a chewy solid and it could have been a stick of gun. <laughs> He didn't have time to caramelize the gun. <laughs> so there we go. So he got rid of the gun by pouring it into acetone, making it look like a milk of a milk of jug mm-hmm. in the in the fridge. And then the last piece being the pin, and just replace it in the mask. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. But since he only had eight minutes to do all of that, you know, he didn't put the nail back exactly where it was supposed to go. Hmm. So now all they have to do is figure out how he made the gun. Because obviously what with 3D printing being so advanced, you can make a gun out of it. It's very um, tracked. 
you know, who has 3D printers, who buys 3D printers. Plus, back in 2009, only like four people had these things. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so they're in London, so they have to um, mention another London thing because they got the, you know, the word stone and 999 and um, the black cabs are in some back of the shots and stuff. But also London is the most surveilled city in the world. Mm. What a paradise. (laughs) So there's CCTVs everywhere and some of them are... (gasps) That's why it's called the London Eye. It's always watching. Well, that's the biggest eye, is the the London Eye. They should use Rimmel and get the London look on the London Eye. Put giant eyelashes (laughs) on the eye. I'd hate to be on that when it blinks. Well, you suddenly go 180 degrees. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, 90 degrees, rather. And just sideways. Ah! It's quick, too. Mm -hmm. A lot of whiplash. (laughs) Whiplash! That's why it's called that. Because of the mascara. So, okay, this part I kind of had trouble following. But what I think it is, is that these CCTV cameras are everywhere. And some of them, some like hackers at home, also watch. Mm -hmm. And so Sherlock wants to get in contact with one of the the hackers because the hacker might have info on the 3D printers, on who bought the 3D printers. Right. So, like, can he not just get a, a list of everyone that bought it through the police because he's not supposed to be working this case? I think that's why. And he's like, well, my only other option is British Anonymous. <laughs> Literally, yes. So he gets these, he's got these two big poster boards that he just holds in front of himself standing in front of a cctv um british people who listen to this podcast let us let me know if i'm not calling that the right thing i think it's cctv but i don't i'm not sure yeah it's crimey cam tv oh i see um is that what's on channel bbc seven they have like six channels on in england did you know that (laughs) yeah i did i was trying to figure out the pun between crime and seven Mm-mm. It's like, yeah. oh, cause seven, eight, nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's serving 10 to 11. <laughs> so Sherlock has these big poster boards and, he, and he's standing in front of the CCTVs and it says, I need, I have a message for Langdale Pike. I need a list of everyone who's bought 3D printers in the last 24 months. Definitely sound like you said, but not bought. So I was like, I need a list of everyone whose butt is over 12 inches long. Mm-hmm. Long? Mm-hmm. Is that the important That's what I care dimension? about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about the width of your booty. Just how, I'm all about that length. How tall is it? <laughs> well, it's because your crack's got to be the, you know, as tall as your face or it's no fun. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so Sherlock is standing. He's got this message for like... So they're just like standing around in the park where the CCTVs are. And Jonah's like, is this going to work? It's been like five hours. And Sherlock's like, yeah, it'll work. It's the first time Joan asked, is this going to work? Right. She's like, like three hours in, she was like, 
should I say it? And then she's like, I'll give it another 15 minutes. <laughs> she says, I'll, I'll, I'll do it at four, but then it's 4.05. And she's yeah. like, well, I'll do it at five. <laughs> yeah, I think I would have been like, is this, is this going to work? We've been here for like 45 minutes. <laughs> Sherlock is like, so Joan, I've decided that, yes, you can have sex with my brother. I'm fine with it. And Joan is like, I'm not going to do... I'm still not going to do that. One, I was never going to have sex with your brother. Two, it's not up to you, Sherlock. Yeah, your permission is not relevant here. It's not needed. It's in no way necessary. Mm-hmm. But, you know, keep that in mind. <laughs> um, and then somebody bumps into the back of Joan and keeps walking. And she's like, cheers. Because she doesn't really know how that word is used in England, but... <laughs> whatever and Sherlock's like alright good job Joan we got the list you just met Langdale Pike because apparently he just shoved the file into her reverse pickpocket yeah pick a pocket to give something to take pocket T- no that's what pickpocketing is give pocket give gocket give gocket I don't think it has to be it does pickpocket is alliteration so the opposite also has to be. Gift gocket. Present pocket. Ooh. There we go. That's got the pee-pee requirement. <laughs> the PP requirement. So there we go. We got the list. And now it's dinner time. Because Joan is like, okay, so I'll help you with the list now. And Sherlock's like, no, no, I'm going to go over it with Lestrade. You have a dinner to make. You, you have to go have sex with my brother. And she's like, that, fine. So she goes... And Mor- M- Moriarty. Moriarty is, is back, back already. Oh, no. <laughs> no, Mycroft has closed out his whole restaurant just to hang out with Joan because he's like, the acoustics in here are terrible when there are other people in here. Also, it's COVID times, Joan. <laughs> and Joan is like, hey, you know we're not going to fuck, right? He's like, yeah, no, of course not in the restaurant. I was thinking in the kitchen. <laughs> I hope you're not hungry. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you think this is a date? Or you, you think this is romantic? And Jonah's like, I mean, look at this restaurant and look at me. <laughs> you wouldn't? Are you saying you wouldn't? Anyway, Mycroft has asked Joan to dinner because he wants her advice on something. Because she has been able to do something that nobody else has. And that is become friends with Sherlock Holmes. Mm. So Mycroft is like, you know, I told it. Sherlock earlier that I lost weight from exercising, but that's not true. And Joan's like, you were sick, weren't you? Because I saw that you had a skin graft scar and something, and that's what it was. And Mycroft is like, oh, right, you were a doctor. I thought you just were being really... Sherlock had just rubbed off on you. It can be two things. It can be two things. I'm a doctor detective. She's a doctor detective. Doctoring detectives. (laughs) So he's like... You know, when I was sick, I didn't even tell Sherlock I was sick, like, let alone that I needed, you know, a transplant. And my regret in life is that I haven't spent enough time connecting to Sherlock. That's that's pretty fucked up because a, a bone marrow transplant is like one of the rarest, most difficult to find a stranger that that works for it. Yeah, like siblings, like family family members is always the closest, like the best recommended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he didn't need it after all or something. 
or you know his dad or Enola. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. That's where she went. Mm-hmm. She's inside Minecraft. Uh, like Magic School Bus style? No, like uh, they needed a lot of bone marrow, so they... Um, Just put the whole person in there? Yeah, they like blended her down into a smooth powder. Ooh. Is that what bone broth is? Yeah, it's why it's so tasty, because it has the soul. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like knowing how much bone broth Grogu drank. Knowing that. <laughs> He's a Jedi. That's what they feed on. This <laughs> is other people's life force. <laughs> so now we go from Mycroft and Joan talking about Sherlock to Sherlock and Lestrade talking about Sherlock. Everyone's talking about Sherlock. Is he the main character of this show or something? Mm-hmm. He's the titular character. He's elementary. He's a seven-year-old child. Mm-hmm. He's learning his colors and his blocks and his... I would watch that. Elementary, which is about Sherlock as a seven-year-old. Like the baby... Like the baby Looney Boons. Yes. Yes. Ah, oh, that'd be great. Little Marcus Bell. <laughs> <laughs> and so before he became a cop. Yeah. <laughs> And, um, little Lucy Lou. Yeah. She'd be so cute. Little Joni Watson. Oh. I'm picturing her with just a really round, chubby little face. <laughs> I think it's because of the moon emoji in our Discord. Mm-hmm. In my mind, she just has a circular face now. So Sherlock is apologizing to Lestrade. He's step-nining to Lestrade about enabling him, um, about let, get, letting him have all of the spotlight because he's pretty sure that it ruined Lestrade to like be the golden boy and have his you know have his face be out there and everything and and have all this credit for all this amazing detective work because as soon as Sherlock left Lestrade is left with nothing Mm -hmm. his own mediocrity right and he can't he doesn't get the attention anymore and (laughs) Sherlock says um I want to make amends so I wrote some things and he opens uh, takes a piece of paper out of his jacket yeah. And Lestrade, like, interrupts him because he finds a clue in the list. But I so want to read what Sherlock wrote. Mm-hmm. Dear Lestrade, my drugging has affected you in the following ways, and I apologize. <laughs> he would just, like, list all the times he insulted Lestrade. Like, it, I'm sure it's very Hamilton. Here's an itemized list of 30 years of disagreements. I'm sorry that I laughed when you got diarrhea at the Barnes and Noble. <laughs> and I'm sorry that I told everyone about it. And I'm sorry I told everyone about it again right now. <laughs> What's that from? Mean Girls. Yeah, he would like remember stuff that Lestrade like didn't even remember. Oh, 100%. Like he's like, I'm sorry I called you a, a bald idiot. <laughs> um, oh, that one was behind your back, but I am still sorry about that. <laughs> Um, I just, I bet when he writes, when he does, I think Sherlock is probably not a good writer. Like, I I just feel like he would be very technical and like the way he talks is kind of weird. Mm -hmm. And so it would, it would go onto the page like that, but it would just even more translate into weirdness. I don't know. His ability to like... Without the facial expressions that go along with it. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. The raised eyebrows. Yeah. And like, I feel like 
I don't have a lot of faith in his ability to translate his emotions into words on paper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, Lestrade has found a name in the list of 3D printer owners, 3D printer buyers, that sticks out to him. Because he's like, there was this gardener guy. Um, he was a gardener. He, his last name wasn't Gardner. Or both. Could have been both. It could have been both. It wasn't, but it could have been. And he's like, you know, we always thought he was involved, but we could never... But, you know, he had an alibi, so it wasn't him. But maybe Lawrence Pendry paid him to buy a 3D printer for him so that he wouldn't, you know, so he wouldn't be on the registry of 3D printer owners. So they're like, ha-ha, we've got a lead. Let's go talk to him. His accomplice, ha-ha. Yeah, and they go to his apartment and Sherlock is licking... No, <laughs> he's not licking the lock. He's picking the lock. Mm. He's licking the pox. <laughs> no, that's how you get chicken pox. <laughs> and while Sherlock is picking the lock, Lestrade is like, you know, you mentioned wanting to make amends earlier. You could make amends by making, giving me the credit. For- letting me take credit for this. Uh-huh. Literally, probably the thing that was in Sherlock's notes of whoops-a-daisies. Things to apologize for yeah. is, yeah, letting him take all the credit for stuff. Yeah. And he's taking too long, so Lestrade's like, oh, by the way, when we get Pendry, he's all mine. And he, like, kicks the door in. And they're like, all right, Gardner, we gotcha. And they... But as it turns out, if they want to talk to the Gardener, they're gonna have to get a medium. Because he's dead. He's, he's dead. Oh, no! Yeah, guy's dead. So they light some candles, and they sit in a circle, <laughs> and they do a seance. They call up, I want to say Lee Pace from Pushy, Pushy Daisies. That's his name, Pushy Daisies. And he taps him. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. This isn't a supernatural show. Well, it's not. It's not not supernatural. How? There's nothing natural about Sherlock Holmes. He's very natural. Show me a Sherlock Holmes in the real world. Johnny Lee Miller plays one. The plays? It's not. <laughs> um, I don't know. That guy that memorized a million words of pi, numbers of pi. Okay, yeah. I'm sure if you <laughs> get, you know, a room full of a hundred people, you can you can get a Sherlock Holmes-esque being, but not one person. Well, he's a very talented boy. <laughs> he's a good detective, and we like him. He's not He's not supernatural. He's not an alien or something. You don't know that? I'm pretty sure he's not. Did you miss that entire uh, plot line in season four? No, I've seen them all. I, I remember. So the accomplice is dead. And they, they call the cops in um, to be on get on the scene. And, you know, CSU is, is crawling all over the crime scene. And... They're like, it's weird, you know, Pendry must not have this 3D printer anymore because the accomplice is, was killed by a kitchen knife. And they're like, you know, if Pendry caught on to us catching on to him, he would use the 3D printer to print, print another, another gun. gun. Right, print another gun and then kill his accomplice with it. But he killed him using his own kitchen knife? Why wouldn't he bring a, a weapon to the, to the accomplice's house if he was planning on killing him? And as Joan points out, from the way he was stabbed, you can tell that he, he was stabbed by somebody's left hand. Right. And Lawrence Pendry is a righty. Mm-hmm. So it's just all 
confusing. But then it's Sherlock, not righty, it's wrongy. <laughs> so Sherlock is thinky, <laughs> and he pieces some puzzles together, some puzzle pieces together, and he starts looking around on the floor, on like the the carpet and the floor, and, and then he kind of like is like crouched on the ground, and then like looks up and he sees a bowl of fruit on the table, and he looks at one apple, and there's a little hole in the apple and so he takes the apple and like uses his mouth to like takes like i mean he's he bites into the apple but he's not like eating it he's like trying to get at something that's inside the apple and he gets this little (laughs) i'm sure people loved that oh yeah (laughs) and he has this little white shard of plastic in his mouth and he's like warren lawrence pendry does still have a 3D printer, and he did make another gun. It just exploded. Now, all of this was explained later in the episode, how the the gun explodes and pieces of it went everywhere, and this piece happened to go into the apple. Mm -hmm. Honestly, when I first saw it, the kind of piece it is, it looks like a nail. And I was like, so he made another gun, and... but this time he used this piece as the firing pin instead of the nail. And then when he was done with it, he stuck it in the apple. <laughs> I was very confused. I was like, this doesn't make... That would be... Why do you put it in the apple? Very weird planning. Yeah. yeah. Unless it's like a wax apple or something where people wouldn't like, expect it to have. Yeah. It's like, oh, no one will check the apple. Yeah. No, it was just... It was debris that happened to go into the apple. So, yeah, this is the next thing that happens is they go to um, Lawrence Pendry for a little standing parlor room reveal. Ooh. Which is basically, they go to his house and they explain what happened. They go, take us to your parlor room. We've got some splaining to do. <laughs> so, it's like you said, he printed that gun um, when, when Sherlock and Joan came by and came poking around the mask and everything, you know, he realized... There, the jig was up. And so he had to get rid of his accomplice before his accomplice could rat him out. So he printed another gun, went to shoot him, but the gun exploded in his hand because this time he used a 22 long instead of a 22, which is the wrong size bullet Bullet for the gun. gun. <laughs> <laughs> and plastic guns, if you use two, the wrong size bullet and it's too big, they'll, they explode. So it exploded in his hand, and so, you know, he got shards all over the whole place and his own hand, and one in the apple that he didn't notice. So he used his left hand to grab a knife and stab him, and then he cleaned up the scene pretty well, got got all of the shards out except for that last one. So we got him. It's not over till the pink lady sings. Who's the pink lady? It's a type of apple. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) that's good thanks i like that (laughs) uh so yeah finally and and they're at his place because they're like we have a warrant to look at your hand to see if it's damaged or not from like a gun exploding in it (laughs) haha so we got a a a while of a lot of uh character developing uh you know people stuff after the case is over so the first thing is Sherlock is like, hey, so just reminder, don't take credit for this because it's bad for you. You know, kind of the attention you're addicted to it. I'm not enabling you anymore. And the strat is like, okay, bet. Um, bye. 
<laughs> and they're back at Mycroft's place, and Sherlock is watching the news, and Lestrade is on there, and he's like, yeah, I was keeping up to date with 3D printing and security, and, you know, I, I noticed that the nail was, you know, he's... Ah, oh, that rat bastard. He's taking yeah. all the credit. Mm-hmm. He just said he won it. Yeah. He, he said, well, I guess it's back to security details for me. Nope. Nope, guess not. He wants to be a cop again because he's a bastard. Mm-hmm. When you said cop, I thought you were going to say cowboy. <laughs> I was like, that's a far leap for him, but okay. Follow your bliss, I guess. Um, and Joan's like, wow, we called your bluff. So, there you go. So, Joan and Sherlock are on their way back to America, but Sherlock has to meet Mycroft somewhere first. It's like this bench and... Mycroft is like... He says, I lied to you. Your stuff is not at bad will or goodwill. It's in the storage unit right behind us. Also, you got some real shady stuff in there. <laughs> is that is that a legit Picasso? A real shrunken head. A legit Picasso. Several books on bomb building. Do you think Irene gifted Sherlock a Picasso? Mm. Well, there was also there was also that episode where Joan and Sherlock found the the guy and they kept the painting for a while. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have art. So maybe he just does this sometimes. I think he's just an appreciator of art. Yeah, he just does this. Or maybe Irene gave her a forgery, and Mycroft is you know not as sharp eyed as yeah as Sherlock and thinks it's real. So Mycroft says, you know, Joan told me that. When you try, when you want to get a message to Sherlock Holmes, you got to make sure he's really listening. So how about this for a message? He flips him off. He runs away. No, oh. no. He has a little remote, like a cartoony kind of remote, and he's like, "Here's a message from me to you." And he turns a key in the remote, and there's this huge explosion Boom. out of the storage unit. And there's all this dust and like papers flying everywhere. And Sherlock's like books on bomb building and i was like the picasso yeah i was really like (laughs) i was concerned about that one too yeah did you move the picasso like at least that like because that's not sherlock's that's priceless (laughs) and yeah it's also not sherlock's yeah (laughs) yeah that's histories so and then mycroft says now we're even which is how i can tell you that I forgive you for everything. And, you know, just know that from now on, things are different. Love you, bye! Yeah, also doesn't tell him about the sickness. Nope. Or, also, if you're really going to be even, you're going to blow up his stuff six more times. (laughs) I was thinking the opposite, which is that I know that, like, he was going to marry this woman, but if she's really terrible enough to cheat on him... With his brother? Like, I don't know if that's worth a decade's worth of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Holmeses. They're rich, first of all. <laughs> he can shrink another head. It's not that hard. <laughs> oh, and, and uh, after that, you know, Sherlock tells Joan about it, and she's like, huh, guess you guys aren't as dissimilar as you thought. But anyway, that's episode. That's episode. Season two. Season two, baby. 
It's my decent Rick impression from yeah. Big Mouth. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. Step nine. Step nine, season two. I thought it was a good episode. I thought it was a, a nice little episode of uh, London. Yeah, it was kind of like they were like, oh, we got to change it up a little bit. But not, not too long. Just one episode. We'll be back in New York next episode, don't you worry. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So we have a podcast that's LMNOP, but this podcast also has a Twitter that is at LMNOPcast on Twitter.com. We also have a Tumblr now, LMNOPcast.tumblr.com. I'm just going to be posting the episodes there if you have a Tumblr, if you want to follow it, or if you want to send an ask there. But um, for this episode, we'd only had the, the Twitter so far, so we got some replies on our tweet about um, episode one, season two. So, first question comes from Joe at the Tallest Jew, whose question is, what's the worst fight you've had with your siblings, and how about the stupidest? See, it is difficult for me to pick either of those, because there were so many. (laughs) I grew up with three siblings, which I describe um, as the mini-games in uh, Mario Party, uh huh, which is they can be two v two, three v one, or just an absolute free for all. <laughs> and the two v twos change all the time, as well as the three v ones. So there, there were fights with me against uh, my three siblings, uh, two on two, every order, every the oldest, the youngest, the middles against the breads of the sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, you're a bread. No, I'm I'm middle. You're middle. You're middle. That's what I meant by bread. I don't. I said it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I was just wrong. I'm the meat. Mmm. You're not the lettuce or the tomato. No, I'm the ham of the family. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's definitely true. What was the stupid fight you can think of? Uh, one time, Stephanie uh, drew. So she's my little sister, um, and and she and Ethan, my younger brother, shared a room, and Stephanie drew on the walls um, and then signed Ethan's name to it. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, when all of this happened, Ethan was at a friend's house. Mm -hmm. So So he teleported to graffiti on the wall. Yes, yes, teleportation. (laughs) He doesn't use it often. Just to get the siblings in trouble. He's mm. real devious. One time, Ethan and I got into a fight, um, and uh, he, like, swung at me, and he had been, like, growing out his nails, and he, he scratched my face. <gasps> and so, as quickly as I could, because it wasn't that bad, but it had it left a mark, and it showed, and <laughs> I wanted to get him in trouble. So I immediately went to mom before it would fade away. <laughs> And then she cut his nails as punishment. Oh. Yeah. He cried about it. That's funny. (laughs) I can't remember any fights that I had with my sister. Like, we definitely had fights. Mm -hmm. But I don't remember any of them being particularly funny or or stupid or bad or good. Uh. My dad's brother accidentally hit him with a shovel one time. Oh. (laughs) Because he was swinging a shovel around. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Hit my dad. I almost drowned my little sister once. Oh. Yeah, we weren't fighting. We were playing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was it the let's pretend to drown you game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not a very smart game. No. 
uh, she went first and tried to hold me under, and I was older, so I was able to not drown. And she's like, all right, your turn. And then you almost won the I game. Almost, I almost won, yeah. 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 Because yeah. she tapped out, but I didn't feel it. <laughs> the the blind rage of winning <laughs> took you over. <laughs> you couldn't feel anything. Okay. This episode was also about grudges. So um, Joe also wrote in, um, one time my mom's neighbor rang the doorbell at five in the morning for like 10 minutes because he felt he couldn't get into his car. In fairness, there was a lot of snow on the ground. Um, He wanted to pull my car out so it was out of his way and he could get in. And now I don't talk to him when I visit her. Am I in the right for this or am I being petty? (laughs) Um, No, I I say it's always fine to not talk to your neighbors. Yeah, you don't have to ever do that. Yeah. Unless he's like the the neighborhood friendly guy and he comes around, you know, he's always in his yard clipping some shit (laughs) or other, you know, and he's like, Oh, howdy, Joe! And you're like, the fuck you talk to me, you car mover? Go clip your hedges. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think that there's any reason too petty to not talk to strangers. <laughs> um, at flourishcaster underscore, aka newest HKIP host John, aka Indian Snuffkin, says, what's the most petty grudge you've ever held? And was it a grudge that the power of 3D printing would solve? (laughs) So somebody's watching along. (laughs) Um, Yes, for sure. Well, no, (laughs) I wasn't even thinking of a grudge. I'm just thinking about how cool it would be to have a 3D printer. (laughs) Um, I want to be able to plug up our bathtub and our bathtub doesn't have that capability anymore. Oh, you can very easily print up a plug. Yeah. Um, pettiest grudge. I realized one time after I graduated high school that there was this guy that I didn't like in my foods class in high school. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I didn't like him was because he was, well, I mean, it was like semi-rational, but he was a dick to the foods teacher. Mm. And he was always like goofing off in class. But that's like, that doesn't really affect me very much. Hmm. You know? Hmm. Yeah. I, I could have been chiller about it. Yeah. I just can't stop thinking about um, the plug because I was thinking tub plug and tub spelled backwards is butt. So it's a butt plug. And plug spelled backwards is gulp. Butt gulp. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you go gulp butt? <laughs> that's what tub plug backwards is. Oh, I got a big gulp for you. A, a butt gulp, huh? Yeah, I'm just saying my butt's big. <laughs> it's a big gulp. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to step on your joke. I, I thought I was, I thought I was discovering something new with that. Um, I am never petty. Mm-hmm. Except with Bobo. Yeah. You know what? One thing that I was not mad for long about but was upset about and that 3d printing would solve is that balto ate my chapstick for some reason (laughs) he was like this chapstick smells like strawberry it must be food let me chew on it and then he chewed the little bottom twister up twister up thing and the whole rest of the chapstick is fine but now i have to like manually poke the it's very weird you do have to be um, very petty to stay mad at a dog. Yeah. Because they're fucking idiots. Yeah. They just don't know. Mm. 
Mm-mm. I mean, I, I was playing with him, and and he got my lip. Remember when he like stepped on my face? <laughs> yeah. And he and he cut my lip, and then for like the next week, every time I bit my lip, it fucking hurt. Mm-hmm. And every time, I couldn't just be like that bastard. Right. Because he's just an idiot. He's a dog. He doesn't know. Was it, but could you use 3D printing to solve that problem? Yeah, new lips. <laughs> if Mr. Potato Head can do it, why can't I? That's a good question. That's a good question. Now, this episode featured Sherlock's brother, Mycroft. Mm-hmm. So Alex Leafcrunch, friend of the show, at Leafcrunch on Twitter, asked us, who is your Croft? For me, it's easy because Della's my only sibling, so she would be my Croft. She would be their Croft, because I'm be mine. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if um. we're talking like arts and Crofts, <laughs> I don't know. Felt. Who's your Croft? I don't know what this means. <laughs> I, ha- I have three siblings. None of them own restaurants. Oh. None of them are lazy enough to own restaurants. <laughs> All right. Janusz Kapovari, at Janusz Kapovari on Twitter, asks... British food is famously, quote-unquote, controversial. If you were to go to London, what specialties would you want to try? I have an answer for this. Mm. Greg's makes a vegan sausage pastry thingy. Or pasty? I don't know what it's called, but it's... For your boobs? Yeah. No. Um, but I would want to try that. The vegan sausage thing from Greg's. Is Greg's something that... It's recognizable. Should I know what that is? It's, um, I don't know, but people from England know. It's, I mean, it's a, uh, I feel like it's kind of the same level as like Dunkin' Donuts or something. Gotcha. What British food would you want to try? I'd try the mash, because I hear it's bangers. (laughs) Those are all of our Twitter questions. Hopefully we answered them satisfactorily, and if we didn't, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) No, just kidding. Um... If we didn't, please uh, submit your grievances via our Discord, which is our pinned tweet on Twitter. Um, the Elemental Pcast Discord. It's fun. Um, another way to support our podcast would be to submit a review about us on iTunes. We would love that. Um, if you write a good one, I'll read it on the show. I think I read the other two, so seems only fair, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um we are hosted by Noisespace.xyz, the home of many podcasts, such as Nana Roy's Nightmare Era, Kyle XY, City Girls Make Do, Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, Not a Threat, Just a Fact, The Island Shuffle, The Stick, Tuning Fork, uh, Middle Brow Madness, a lot, a lot of shows. So many shows. So check them out. But Noisespace.xyz, if you're interested, they've got a very good one on there called The Elemental Peak. Ooh, mm-hmm. sounds good. Yeah. Sounds sexy. <laughs> I love the alphabet. It's good. It's good. For season two, should we change our show name to QRST? Kirsty. Kirsty. And we're only going to do uh, shows that involve Kirsty Dunst. <laughs> Kirsty Dunst. ST. <laughs> there we go. We'd like to thank Noah Geist at Owl Dude on Twitter for our intro song, um, for being a person who made an intro song that didn't force their child to open a can of beans for six hours <laughs> podcasting joke that's gonna be that's not gonna be funny tomorrow well it will have been funny 
Ooh. I'm Val Flight Cub. You can find me on Twitter at Flight Cub B. I'm Alec. You can find me $300 for public indecency. <laughs> Thank you all so much for being here with us uh, or being wherever you are with us. This marble will keep on rolling. Goodbye. Go, Gert. She is watching the detectives. 